the greatest advantage about it is that because of its derivative qualities, because there are so many variables to options, you can control your risk much better than with individual equities. On this episode of Early Bird, Jason DiLorenzo, owner of Ad Damn Funds. Jason joins the podcast today to talk about options trading, including advantages and disadvantages, and how to control risk. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Jason, thank you so much for joining us today on the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Stephen. How are you? Doing fine, thank you. Uh, So today we are going to talk about options, uh, an important topic that traders should learn about. Uh, But before we do that, Jason, uh, let's talk a little bit about your biography. Um, you're not the, a typical, uh, uh, you know, investor with a, a Wall Street type of background. You, you, you're a re- you started as a retail investor, like so many uh, of us. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started in this. Sure. Um, so I learned my I earned my bachelor's degree in economics from Seton Hall in 2002, um, and I started off. I mean, if 2002 was the first year after 9-11. So economics uh, degrees were not exactly in high demand. Um, I ended up taking a job um, with the U.S. Census Bureau in uh, Washington, D.C. So I moved out of New Jersey, where I was where I was from. Um, didn't really know many people here. And I started work as, an, uh, as a statistician and an economist. Um, I became a cost analyst. I started working with the FAA. And I kind of always had that trend of thinking of efficiency and uh, inefficiencies and in things, um, including sports betting, you know, it, all kinds. That's how my mind works is I identify inefficiencies and I like to try to um, rectify them or take advantage of them in some way. Um, and around 2010, I mean, I was always in the market kind of just dabbling a little bit. I mean, economics was my background, so oh. it wasn't completely foreign to me. And um, so I, I was dabbling and, you know, I had a couple friends who were very good in biotech stocks. And one of them suggested that a small biotech stock um, was about to go to a binary decision, a critical decision for the health of the company. And he told me that they were going to fail because they're basically repeating something that somebody else had done and it failed then. So it'll probably fail now. Ooh. And so I, um, I said, okay, and I tried to borrow shares to short that stock, and there were no shares available, to which he 
suggested I purchase a put. Now, a put option is uh, a bearish uh, play on the stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that in a f- uh, little bit further into the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I bought a put and thought, okay. And, you know, the, what I knew of options then is that you can pay a little um, for a lot of stock and make a lot of money. So I got all excited. And um, the eventually the decision came back negative or you know negative it failed uh-huh. just as we had expected and i got really excited and that got and you i was sitting it. there ca- <laughs> i was counting my millions right right before <laughs> right before i opened up my uh you know the market opened and options open when the market opens it's not like stock where you could trade um pre-market although that's kind of changing but uh-huh. regardless and uh, as soon as the market opened my option tanked in value it was not worth but <laughs> the millions that I had counted, I actually lost about 50%. And I, wow. and I was wondering, you know, and that's kind of, even with that first trade, my, it clicked in my head, somebody's making a lot of money on this. Because if that decision was positive, I would have lost all my money. Mm-hmm. Instead, I only lost half of my money. What happened here? Right? And I started looking into options. I got... Um, I started reading a couple of books, uh, Nattenberg, um, Ewan Sinclair has excellent books on beginner of, uh, beginning options. I, you know, I, I paid, you know, good money for uh, a whole year's worth of, uh, mentoring by a CBOE market maker. Um, I've read a lot of academic papers, read, you know, more books. I kind of, you know, I still have two option books that I'm reading and, um, I started to get fluent. I also, um, you know, truth be told, also visited the school of hard knocks too. I have a lot of classes in uh, failure. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so, so uh, eventually, you started um, your company, um, right? You started uh, at well, Dam Funds eventually, right? Well, right. Well, I started turning the corner a little bit and started getting pretty good. You know, I, I started hitting a rhythm, mm-hmm. and um, I was, I was contributing to a couple message boards you know they were saying this stock will go up to here and you know the elliott wave or you know some thing and i said you know this would probably be a better way to trade this and i would present an option strategy to them Mm. and so Um, uh, jason just real quick what what exactly is an option for those traders out there who are still kind of new still getting their feet wet in a nutshell in 30 seconds what is an option an option is a contract to buy a certain amount of a stock or, you know, an underlying at a certain price, that strike price, um, by a certain time, the expiration. And in order to do that, you have to pay a premium, which is premium or, you know, as we'll start talking, it's, co- it's called implied volatility because the premium suggests how, um, how hard the underlying will move. Mm-hmm. So, um, Basically, an option is essentially a contract that's you know considered a quote derivative. And for anybody who's taken math classes, derivative should strike a calculus chord in your mind. And a lot of properties of derivatives uh, are congruent to properties of options, which is what makes them such a critical tool in uh, in your portfolio or in your trading or even investing. Mm-hmm. And so, essentially, when you're dealing with options, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. Really, it kind of, and you've alluded to this earlier, you have a choice between a put and a call, right? Yes. Um, in fact, you have more choices than that. It's puts are um, 
contracts suggesting that the that the stock will go down, that you are willing to sell the stock by a certain price at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Calls are the to buy the stock at a certain price by a certain time. So they are opposites. But then you also have the choice on both sides to buy or sell puts and calls. So you have a lot of choices with options and uh, they could be very flexible for your investment needs. So certainly um, a lot of traders out there, a lot of investors who are new to um, to investing want to learn more about options. They hear about it, not on message boards today, but on typically on social media uh, platforms, they start hearing about it. Um, if you could kind of go into, Jason, some of the advantages, I guess. Uh, we'll talk about the disadvantages, some of the risks of options soon, but in, in a nutshell, what are the advantages of uh, options trading for investors? So the greatest advantage about it is that because of its derivative qualities, because there are so many variables to options, you can control your risk much better than with individual equities, no matter, even if you're diversified, even if you do a lot of research, even, you know, at times there are things outside of your company's control or even the the market's control, liquidity, things like that, that can really damage your position. But with options, you control the amount of risk in your portfolio. Um, The amount of capital outlay is a lot lower with options. Uh, the flexibility with which you can buy or sell options can create a lot more opportunities and a lot more efficient returns for your portfolio than straight equities. I mean, if you if you buy an Apple share and it goes up a dollar, you make a dollar. And that is the only uh, direction you can use. I mean, with equities or even bonds or any kind of certificate uh, security, it is you know, it goes up and down in value on a very, uh, on a kind of a, just, just the standard, you know, scale. Whereas, uh, with, you know, an arithmetic scale where with options it's exponential. So you can apply that to your trading and help out your returns a lot better. It does seem pretty advantageous today. A lot of investors are getting into options. Um, it, it's certainly growing in popularity over the past few years, especially as more retail investors get into the market. Uh, but it's certainly not perfect. Um, what are some of the disadvantages and risks associated with options trading? So there are two main disadvantages. And the first is, in order to use it, you need to know what you're using. And I see that there's a lot of people, you know, like me back in 2010, you know, there's a lot of people that bluntly buy calls and puts and do not understand the full ramifications of what they just did. And they can end up losing money or not understanding something. Um, Not too long ago, there was that case of of the uh, college student who committed suicide because he thought that he was $320,000 in debt uh, to Robinhood by selling an option. And he made a mistake. And he actually wasn't, he didn't owe that much money. It was just a, it was a, a bad readout from Robinhood. And it was a bad mark. And so... I find that's the first disadvantage is because of its complexity and derivative qualities, 
people think people trade it like it's a stock and it is not. Okay. Um, the other disadvantage is that there are properties of options. You know, I say it can control your risk, but that also means it could hypercharge your risk. You know, if you are a more risky investor, you can find yourself um, losing very, very quickly with options if you're not careful with what you are trading. Makes sense. So, so essentially, uh, education can wipe out the disadvantages to options. Education is important for options trading. When we return, we'll hear from Jason about how to minimize risk with options trading and how to get started. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So Jason, we're, we're talking about options trading, and we just delved into some of the advantages and disadvantages. And while there are certainly more investors who are embracing options trading today, it's still frowned upon by some in the investment community. Um, why do you think, I guess, options are not liked universally across investing? I think part of the reason why is, first, they have a public bad rap. During the global financial crisis, people blamed uh, derivative products overall. That's options, futures, uh, something called swaps. Um, they blame them for uh, charging, you know, making the the drop, making the the recession worse. Mm. Um, it really, it, I mean, obviously, it always kind of plays a part a little bit, but. It was, you know, out of all of the the poor risk taking that was done, then uh, options were the least of the worries. <laughs> um, I think also because people who delve into options, um, you know, when I when I went into options with that one trade, I keep going back to it. In mm-hmm. my mindset, turns to there is something here that I can make money on. You know, when I even though I lost money and it stung. Um, especially off the high that I was coming off of when I when I went to it, most people get stung and think this is a bad thing. Um, they don't get educated on what they are trading, so it's so they it's hard for people to um, come to a conclusion that maybe you know a more introspective conclusion of maybe I shouldn't have traded that when I didn't know what I was trading versus. Um, Versus, you know, this option is bad. I, you know, I'm good, but the option is bad. So, <laughs> so, um, so I think it's it's partly a social construct and like you know just something to blame because people lose their money on it. It's it is very easy to lose your money on options when you don't use them correctly. Absolutely, it's certainly one thing that investors should definitely consult, you know, financial advisors for. Uh, but I also know with options trading, um, and I'd love to hear about this. There are certainly ways uh, that you can con- use options um, to control risk and to reduce investing risk. Is that correct? 
Absolutely. Um, so some of the more popular beginning option trades um, include something called, you know, it's just straight selling puts mm-hmm. on uh, on a stock. So let's say um, you're interested in Tesla. I mean, Tesla has been a huge story. I think it's up at, you know, $1,100 or somewhere thereabouts, mm-hmm. right? And you want to buy Tesla at 1000 but you're holding your money in your bank account and you are willing to kind of wait for Tesla to go to a thousand. But what if Tesla never goes to a thousand? You're only making 1% on your money. Well, you can sell a $1,000 put and make it as close to expiration as possible so that, you know, if it actually drops below a thousand, it'll get exercised. But exercise meaning that you will get your option converted to 100 shares. Essentially, what you do is you can make, you know, if it does not drop down past a thousand, then you can make uh, it looks like thirty seven dollars in two days. That's you know, four point four percent. You know, it's it's not so bad. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly more than you get in your bank account, mm-hmm. uh, especially with interest you know. rates being low. So I can see why <laughs> it, it it is you are able to reduce risk. Um, so, well, that's that's just one. Yeah, that's one uh, popular thing. And the other thing, too, is if you own 100 shares or something, mm-hmm. but you want to sell it at a certain level, you can sell a call. Um, it's called a covered call. And you use your own shares as collateral. So it helps um, for sacrificing any kind of gains above your call number um, before you above your call strike. You can make extra premium on your shares. Mm, and so that. It helps those investors manage the risk, but at the same time, be able to capitalize in case the stock moves into the direction that they're hoping it does. Is that right? Yes. So, uh, you know, let's say you're a retail investor. Let's say you really want to get started um, in options trading. What advice would you give to those retail traders who want to who want to get involved? What What would be your your, your best uh, words of wisdom? So I would. I would do two things, honestly, um, to just start and see if you're kind of if if this really is um, in accordance with your risk tolerance, because there, you know, you can see a lot of you could get a lot of whipsaw um, in your P&L, your profit and loss profile with options. The first thing I would do is read about, you know, something like uh, cash secured puts, selling puts and covered calls and kind of start, you know, own a hundred shares of something and cover it with a call and just kind of get acclimated to options. The next thing I would do is I would read books. I would recommend, you know, maybe picking up option trading, pricing and volatility strategies and techniques by Yuan Sinclair, E-U-A-N-S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R. Um, that was my first option book, and it was it was very helpful for me to kind of get my feet wet. Um, options, because they are derivative products, can get a little mathy. Um, so if you don't like the, but that book kind of simplifies it and tries to talk it through in a common sense way. Mm. So, well, that sounds like a good recommendation for listeners, especially those who want to get into options trading or those who want to learn more about options trading. Um, Jason, uh, thank you so much for 
providing such great insight today about options trading um, and how to get started. Uh, we do have one final question on today's podcast, and it is the big question for the podcast today. The question for you is, if you could live anywhere in the world for one year, where would it be? Ooh, live anywhere in the world for one year. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, honestly, the, the first thought that came to my mind is right here in my house in Northern Virginia. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been living here now for five years. My kids that go to school here. But I mean, if, if we're talking independent of that, and you want a more exotic answer. Um, I, I would say... I don't know, a lot of things come to mind. Um, you know, like Iceland comes to mind. It's a very interesting place. Um, I think my kids would like it too. I have three kids. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Hawaii, someplace by a beach. <laughs> I like beaches. Thank you again to Jason DiLorenzo for sharing your insights on options trading. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.